0: Welcome to episode four of Who Drank the Kool-Aid? I'm Mouse and we have with us Wolfie, my co-host. Hello. How, how's your uh, dingley deal? All right, dingling well. How about you? Yeah, great. It, 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 my front room looks no different to it did like eight weeks ago, mate. Same. Yeah, it, it's fun. Lockdown life and all that stuff. <sighs> no no more
1: uh, surreptitious like flower shenanigans this week then. No flower shenanigans. No, nothing. I haven't actually been shopping this week. Really? Yep, yeah, no, nothing. Okay, well that's boring. Yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> anyway, right. Well, in that case, I'm just gonna move straight
0: into it. Right. So today, <laughs> today we are discussing
1: Elisa Lamb and the Cecil Hotel. To explain, we've been pronouncing it Eliza, but we've come to the conclusion it's probably Elisa. So it's Elisa. Elisa Lamb.
0: I'm only saying it's probably Elisa Lamb because she's well, she's Canadian. But it's also, everybody I've heard talk about her says Elisa.
1: Yeah, and they also say Cecil in a different way as well.
0: Cecil. E- Cecil, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, but they also say Basil.
1: Right, so anyway, so
0: Elisa Lamb, you picked this one, didn't you? I did. I, I had a fascination with this case for, well, since it happened, really. It's not that old either, so it's like, what, seven years old now? Mm. So, yeah. So Elisa Lamb was born in Vancouver on the 30th of April, 1991. She was a student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Now, she had a few mental problems growing up. Um, They escalated when she went to uni. So she got to a point that she was like, I'm going to go travelling for a bit. Clear my head. Go through stuff. Mm. It's basically the gist of what I've got from this. So she'd been uh, travelling all around the States. Uh, She ended up in L.A., now, she'd been phoning her parents every single day while she was on this travel, as you do. Well, I don't, obviously, but my best friend does whenever we're like, Mum, I'm still alive! And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> What's she going to do if you're not? do you know what i mean this is like okay Mm. but she ended up in la she checked into the Cecil hotel i'm not going to pronounce it Cecil because it does my nut she Mm. checked into the Cecil hotel she disappeared during this holiday in la on the 31st of january 2013 her body was found in the water tank on the roof of the Cecil hotel on the 19th of february 2013 she is reported to have died by drowning on the 1st of february 2013 so she's been in the water for like nearly three weeks there are reports of foul play uh, due to it being on the water tank and whatever. But the reason they found her body, because the police did actually do a search for her, didn't they? Yes, they did. The reason they found the body is because the people in the hotel reported that the water was tasting foul. And the pressure as well. As, oh, can you yeah. imagine? Can no, you imagine? I, no. No. No, I, I've been places where the water is actually murky
1: and I'm like, ugh. Brown, it was brown, I think. Uh, I, I think this is one of the reasons why I never drink out of taps. It is gross. I mean I don't know what the water's like in that area anyway, but that is pretty rank.
0: Yeah, but so foul tasting water. It's the fact it wasn't even the fact that it smelt dodgy, it was foul tasting, so someone's drank that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So <clears throat> the reason this is as famous as it is, is because there is a super famous video mm. of Elisa going into an elevator lift at the Cecil hotel looking like she's hiding from someone or something in the video you can see her jumping in and out of the lift basically looking like she's looking for someone following her Mm. she she makes hand gestures as if she's telling people to go away jumps in the lift pressing the buttons to try and get get away from the floor that she's on yes this CCTV footage was released by the LA police and there was queries as to why they actually released it before they found her body. And they eventually found her body, as I said, on the 19th of February in the water tower. So you do wonder why they did release it though. Yeah, it, it is a weird thing to because it's not like there aren't a lot of photos of her. There's loads Because she's got a Tumblr account as well, hasn't she? Yeah. So that was another thing. Po after she died, her tumblr account carried on having photos posted to it
1: can you schedule those to be posted yeah
0: you that's okay. what i reckon it is it's it's actually it was a scheduled post but that yeah. that builds into the creepiness and the oh yeah, yeah. It carried I can on see why. after her death she was found in the water tank she was naked and all her belongings and clothing were f- floating on the top of the water tank um uh she didn't have a phone there mm. but she had stated previously on her blog that she had lost her phone so okay the door to the roof was locked so from the lift from where the lift point is the door to the roof was locked but there is conjecture about that as well so this video shows up and it looks like she's hiding from someone now if you know the history of the Cecil Hotel which we will go into people tie it into it's haunted, it's cursed, there was a spirit or ghost chasing her, there's a demon chasing her, that's what's happened to her. Because there's no evidence of any person actually in that video or near her while that video was being uh,
1: recorded. When she pressed all the buttons, apparently when in, in the States, I don't know, I've never been travelling alone in the States, they advise young travellers if they feel they're being followed to press all of the buttons in an elevator. So as to uh, confuse someone that's following them as to which floor that elevator may go up to. But obviously she just keeps getting in and out of the elevator. I don't think there was anyone there personally. The
0: thing is with Eli- with Elisa is she's known to have her- suffered from bipolar disorder and mm-hmm. depression in her post-mortem, her autopsy they turned around and said that there was evidence that she hadn't been taking her anti-psychotic meds for a while mm. and that her actions look like a psychotic break.
1: They do. I googled, as you do, psychotic break before we started to record and those are hallucinations, voices, uh, paranoid delusions and I think that we everyone can agree that the behaviour in that elevator footage ticks all of those boxes, definitely. Yeah. So she's ended up in the water tower.
0: They finally found her after people have said that the water tastes nasty. There were noted similarities between Lamb's Death and a 2005 horror movie called Dark Water, um, which is a remake of a 2002 Japanese movie and is based on the short story Floating Water by koji suzuki who also wrote the ring Ooh. very interesting Can so I say,
1: i'm gonna go off on a tangent but i really like the ring but i've seen the original version i actually prefer the remake really? i actually prefer the remake yeah it's a it's personal preference i haven't seen him oh uh, you not it's a really yeah. good
0: film it's yeah, it's just one of those ones, another one that I've never rushed out to see and then I've just never got round to it. I was think, oh, watch that? And it's like, Meh. no, I've always got other things to do or watch. I will watch it at some point, I'm
1: sure. It's a good film.
0: But I think one of the reasons, again, why people thought this was so creepy and weird is because the 2005 film obviously came out like eight years before this happened. Mm-hmm. And so people go, wow, it's a horror movie. Someone's done this to her. So it, it, it's one of those. It's it's a weird link, but it's like, you know, people are clutching right now.
1: I'd say the whole case, actually, now I know it's the same, right? As, it's quite similar to The Ring with the girl and The Well and, and all that, you know. Yeah, I get that.
0: It's, get, it's a, it's yeah. a water is a is a running mm-hmm. theme in a lot of Japanese horror movies, yeah. anyway, and and yeah. most Japanese horror movies have female protagonists. Mm. Uh, female spirits are quite prevalent in Japanese horror and Japanese mm. folk culture, so it's it's an easy it's an easy jump to make, you know. So I find the case of Elisa Lam quite sad. Very. Because I sit there and go, as much as people sit there and say it's the curse of the Cecil Hotel and all this stuff, I think it just demonstrates, one, how alone she was that she ended up doing this to herself, because I truly believe that she did kill herself, and two, how inept the LA police force are that they didn't find her for three weeks. you sit there and go they had dogs on the roof looking but is it because like the scent of a a dead body in water is harder to detect i don't know i'm not a dog I, i find it sad One of the things that makes this interesting is because everyone reckons there was no access to the roof. She couldn't have got up there herself, and that's why it's creepy, because she couldn't get there herself. But there is video footage of, I think it's a Japanese journalist, who went to the Cecil Hotel after Elisa's death, a couple of months after Elisa's death, and actually made his way to the rooftop and the water tanks by walking up the stairwells, climbing out onto a fire exit Ladder that they have And Mm. then climbing up to the roof And all stuff like that And he saw that the water tanks were open When they are meant
1: to be closed So there is
0: evidence, actual physical evidence That Elisa could have
1: done that I read around the time that it originally occurred There was a suggestion That how could she lift a twenty pound lid to close on top of herself, but then they actually said later that there was actually no lid to the water tank that she was hanging oh, really? yeah, so there was it had broken off some time before. Oh great, you know that that's even worse, really, isn't it? I mean you yeah,
0: sit really. there and say i mean i I find it interesting in terms of what we're going to talk about in terms of the Cecil hotel about the rooftop thing and and heights and stuff. It does come into play with a lot of the curse. Yeah. But I do honestly think that Elisa Lam was just a tragic, tragic accident that probably could have been
1: avoided. I think it could have been avoided because LAPD released that footage that went viral very, very quickly. Um, A lot of podcasts like us, a lot of online sleuths on Reddit, etc., started to do their own little investigation and I think that some of the conjecture has creeped into um how we talk about it and what is accept- widely accepted as truth rather than the actual facts of the investigation of which there are very few because LAPD seem to have missed out on quite a lot of investigating really. They, um, the um the family of Elisa Lam did actually launch a
0: criminal case against the Cecil Hotel for yeah. um Elisa's death but that case was thrown out um i think in 2015
1: it occurred in a place where she shouldn't have been
0: yeah so it's your fault the whole thing about her being naked in in the water and stuff if the if the girl's on a psychotic break she's falling in water she, she could quite easily just strip to try and save herself whatever it anything's possible you don't know what's going through a person's head logic doesn't apply with things like this uh,
1: not in the slightest but say so, for instance we imagine that she was murdered because yeah. i like to think of it like if everyone's no girl. but if uh, there's that many people out there that believe that she actually was murdered yeah i'm trying to think of how that would have occurred the logical informa- explanation for me the easy uh, explanation is that she did accidentally drowned because she was having a psychotic break. But let's face it, it's not the best part of Los Angeles. It is downtown Los Angeles. That hotel does have some rather unsavoury people around it. There was also a report that I read on her blog that she said she may have a stalker. Yep so taking that into account
0: but could that be if she was off of her antipsychotic meds for so long could that have been linked into that because you do get the paranoia you do get the hallucination when you stop taking medication like that and 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 where you take the medication to stop it when you stop taking that medication it comes back it can come back so much worse especially if you just go cold turkey on it and just stop it your brain starts trying to figure out things again for itself and it can't quite cope with it
1: it does make you wonder, though, why she went travelling on her own when she was clearly a bit delicate.
0: Yeah, but then maybe it's because she didn't have anyone to travel with but still wanted to go. There's, mm. There is a lot of women that do travel by themselves. Mm. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I can't say if I was travelling to L.A. I would go
1: and stay on a hotel in Skid Row, but that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a personal thing. But if you look at the, the website for it, I mean, she, she lived in Canada, um, she probably didn't have that much knowledge of the area, probably slightly more than I would. But if I was to see the website, if I saw that on late rooms or whatever, and I saw uh, Cecil Hotel and I looked at it and I looked at all the pictures of the foyer because the, believe me, that's all the fucking pictures are of the foyer. I would think oh, the that foyer like... is in though it's absolutely Absolutely stunning it ticks all my boxes it's an art deco fantasy you know me i love art deco
0: exactly you you would walk into
1: that and go fuck me this place is fucking beautiful you would you think what a fucking bargain you know so work off that and then all of a sudden you're in a hovel yeah
0: because the actual rooms themselves are like wow but they look horror movie hotels they do? I've stayed in a, I've stayed in some seedy ass places in my lifetime travelling for work and stuff and you sit there and go I've stayed in B&B's that look like that and I've walked yeah. in and gone I actually feel like there are people looking at me through the air vents I'm leaving I can't stay here mm-hmm. but then that's the kind of person I am if you're in a situation where you can't just get up and leave and go and stay somewhere else she may not have had the money to do so she may not have had the wherewithal or she could have been like a few friends of mine who are very much a case of I'm only sleeping here so I don't care about yeah. about, a lot of her Tumblr posts uh, show an obsession with rooftops at that yeah. time as well. So a lot of her Absolutely. photos, are, yeah, are of the rooftops of uh, LA. So it's not; it wouldn't have been a weird thing for her to be on a rooftop. Loads of her photos are of that. It's a so, massive
1: hotel as well, isn't it? It's huge. Yes, it's huge. It's got hundreds of rooms, isn't it? It's it's just enormous. And another thing, of course, was originally I read that originally she was in a shared room. And then she had to leave because the the people that she was sharing the room with complained about her odd behaviour.
0: Yeah, but but that I find that so weird. You're not travelling with these people, but you're sharing a room with them. It's like a hostel, isn't it? I think. Yeah, that's just so weird, though. That just the, that the idea of that creeps me out more than the frigging video does. <laughs> I have to say Shared room yeah. with
1: strangers I don't
0: even like Sitting at a table That have got people I don't know
1: on it Same. That's Why don't we go to Wagamama Can't be dealing with All that shared dining yeah. shit When we went
0: to Vienna We went into a restaurant A highly rated restaurant Went in there And it was like A Bavarian thing And they just had These big round tables And they're like Oh we'll seat you Like great gone over there was like five businessmen in suits I'm like yeah I just literally just carried on walking I am yeah. like, I don't want to sit down with people I don't know no that could have too noisily for all I know that that that's like psychotic like break for me there <laughs> but the Cecil Hotel itself I find fascinating so I mean it was built in downtown Los Angeles in 1927 and it's a beautiful art deco building it's absolutely stunning it is
1: you can tell that they spent money on it
0: yeah, because originally it was it was built to attack the rich clientele that were around at the time, businessmen from New York, you know, socialites, all kind of that. Um, but then the Great Depression hit and Skid Row grew up around the Cecil Hotel. Unfortunately, where they'd originally... Because they had a good few years where it was actually quite a well-to-do hotel. But as Skid Row started growing up around it during the Great Depression the clientele trains dramatically yeah. and I think that's where the history of the Cecil Hotel starts getting very very interesting so the Cecil Hotel's history has been linked to a lot of suicides murders and famous deaths so I think one of the most famous is the black dahlia murder victim Elizabeth Shaw yeah Now, she reportedly drank there at the Cecil's um, bar days before her death in January of 1947. But this has been widely disputed. Because I know you mentioned it earlier when we were talking before we started. It's it's basically the police officer who made the report that she'd been seen drinking in a bar and then left with some people and went to another bar and never once mentioned the Cecil Hotel.
1: Okay, that's just come. Every time. I
0: think it's just people have linked it to the Cecil because it's the same area. And, you know, the whole folklore shit about places, we like to link stuff together. Yeah. So we also have two famous serial killers that have supposedly stayed there. Mm. So you've got Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Lovely. Reportedly lived at the Cecil Hotel during um, 1985. Um, there are rumours that he was—he
1: went on a killing spree whilst he was staying at the Cecil. I read a thing where they said that the one night allegedly he walked through enclosed, just covered in blood, and the hotel was that shit and rough that the receptionist didn't even like cast a second glance.
0: Every day, love. Sir. Do you want me to call cleaning for you? Just <laughs> housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, so. Reportedly, Richard Ramirez lived there. And then oh, I'm going to have fun in pronouncing this, so bear with me.
1: I know. I saw him earlier and I thought, good luck. Here,
0: yeah, go on. No, Johan Jak Undervenger. Yeah. Yeah, he's an Austrian serial. If I pronounce
1: that wrong, please, please, I apologize. You know what? I think I've got a sideboard called that from IKEA. <laughs> what, Johan Jak Underwenger? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's next to my Billy bookcase.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you get a little pen? Where you went. I that's, did. All I, that's all I ever go to Ikea for is to steal the
1: pens and the tape measures no
0: I never get them, they're shit, they break So oh,
1: I need all of those <laughs> I get okay, anything that's fucking free, mate
0: So, Johann Jaak-Undervenger He's an Austrian serial killer And he's po- he stayed He actually did stay in the Cecil in 1991 He killed three sex workers While he was staying there And he was convicted of this in Austria I think a few years later So, those were the two really famous serial killers Reported to stay there The tenuous link with the Dahlia murder I think she was just in the
1: area and It's, it's a really famous murder though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's one of the most famous murders, I think Yeah
0: And I think also it's easy to link something like that, like she drank in the Cecil's bar. I think it's easy to link it posthumously because there's so much mythos around the Cecil Hotel now. Yeah, and her as well. Oh, yeah, totally, and her. So what I did find, though, is there is a massive timeline of suicides and deaths at the Cecil Hotel. In all, there have been 16 confirmed deaths or suicides. Nice. Not really, but... um... Mm. Interesting. As I said last week, we are now going down psychopath lane. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, make sure you go with a friend and you tell your mum where you are. Yeah. Right. The thing with Eli- Elisa Lamb, uh, I, I can explain that way in my head. But, uh, the two serial killers staying there, you know, that's easy to explain as well. Because Skid Row is where all the prostitutes hang out. So if you're a serial killer looking to kill sex workers, it's easy to stay there.
1: And I can't imagine around that time there was a huge amount of police presence around there, really. Skid
0: Row still hasn't got a huge amount of police presence. No. It? I mean, historically, you look at it, Skid Row is the shithole of LA. Yeah. But yeah, so, and the Dahlia murder thing, they've, that's a tenuous link if, if there's a link at all. But these suicides and deaths, I actually, honestly, when I was looking at it, I went, oh, actually, if you want to talk about a curse, then yeah. 19th of November 1931, W.K. Norton was found dead after ingesting poison. Um, he is the first known suicide at the Cecil Hotel. Keep an eye out for reasons for death because this is where I find it starts getting really interesting. September 1932, uh, Benjamin Dodich died of self inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Find that really hard. Uh, I, I don't know how someone can shoot themselves in the head. Not in this country because you can't get a fucking gun no you can't and the only guns you can get are like really long (laughs) shooting myself with a like you know elephant gun yeah (laughs) right so July 1934 Sergeant Lewis D Borden was found in his room at the Cecil with a razor slashed throat right he'd left a note that states mental health um issues which has led them to believe it was a suicide okay that's pretty hard to slash your throat you have to even be really really accurate really quickly yeah or really lucky if you want to kill yourself it's not again it's not something that i can see as an easy suicide method i don't think that one was suicide no i, I would say not but yeah, yeah. so uh march 1937 at Grace L margot fell from the ninth story window her body got wrapped in the telephone wires as she fell down and she died later in hospital
1: Are they put that into suicide
0: none of these are classed as suicide straight out okay they say yes, it was suicide. She jumped, but was she pushed? Uh, the police on this case literally were saying it could be suicide,
1: it could be foul play. Meh, we don't know. It seems like there's this kind of shrug mentality. Oh, yeah, it's just like, well, they're dead now, so it doesn't matter. And because they're not in Beverly Hills, who gives a fuck?
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's weird though how easy it is to just write stuff off as either mm. suicide or foul play, but we don't know, so we're just going to close the case. And this is mm. like. You wouldn't want that to happen to a family member of yours. So I find that quite sad. Uh, The next one was in January 1938. That was Roy Thompson. He jumped from the top floor of the Cecil and was found on a skylight of a neighbouring building. So he's literally there splatted on a glass roof. So it does remind me of a story my sister-in-law told me. <laughs> she was around a boyfriend's house, first time she'd met the family and all this stuff. Obviously, this wasn't my brother. I'd like to point out because if this had happened in our house, we'd have just laughed. Yeah. Uh, she needed to poop, but she couldn't flush it, so understand. she whipped it out, chucked it. I I've told you this already. You have. <laughs> went out of the toilet, and threw it down the window, and it went sliding down the roof of the conservatory. They were all sli- they were all having dinner in, and she walked downstairs to watch this poop slide down. <laughs> May 1939, you had Erwin C. Nesbitt found dead after ingesting poison. Again, poison. Exactly. So January 1940 was Dorothy Scheiger. She was found after ingesting poison. Uh, It was reported that she was near death when she was found, but no future reports were published on her condition.
1: So we don't know if she died. No, we don't know if she's dead.
0: Because she could still be alive now, really, technically. Three poisons so far. Three poisons so far. So September 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell um this one i found absolutely horrific right so september 1944 dorothy jean purcell uh, she didn't know she was pregnant at the time she went into labor but didn't want to wake up her sleeping boyfriend which was ben levine so she went into the bathroom and gave birth to a son so she thought her baby was dead and she threw him out of the window of the bathroom where he landed on the roof of an adjacent building
1: it's fucking terrible
0: so uh the autopsy revealed that the baby had oxygen in his lungs which showed that he was alive when he was born he had breathed so he was alive so she was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity
1: a lot of insanity there as well
0: yeah exactly so a lot of mental health and insanity so Mm. that i found absolutely horrific and the fact is she just went back to bed and her boyfriend didn't know and she just carried on she was 19 at the time as well we have November 1947, Robert Smith died after in jumping from the seventh floor window. A
1: lot of jumpers, isn't there? Yeah, poison jumpers.
0: Yeah. So, twenty second of October, nineteen fifty four, Helen Gurney jumped from her seventh floor window. Her body was found on top of the Cecil's Marquee, and where you go into, there was she's found on that. Eleventh of February, nineteen sixty two, Julia Francis Moore jumped from her eighth floor window and landed on the second story lightwell. So again, jumped from the se- jumped from a window and landed on an internal lightwell. So like you're lit up for everybody to see. Yeah. 12th of October 1962, Pauline often jumped from her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. Now, he'd left yeah. the room, she jumped. So, he left prior to her suicide. Her suicide resulted in the death of George Gianni, who was walking below the window when she jumped. So, oh. she landed on top of him. Now, originally, the police thought that the two had jumped together, so like a dual suicide thing. Yeah. But it was only after they found that George still had his hands in his pockets and his shoes were on his feet that they realised that she splatted him. Fucking hell. If he had jumped out the window, his hands would have been out of his pockets and it's most likely that his shoes would have fallen off. 4th of June 1964, Pigeon Goldie Osgood. She was known for her love of pigeons. Um, she was found raped, stabbed and beaten in her room. So hours later... Uh, they arrested Jacques B. Elinga, Sorry if I pronounced that wrong He was arrested in Persian Square Which is where she used to hang out And he was covered in blood But he was later released on bail And um, let off because they said There was no evidence that he'd committed the crime So they still have not got Any closure on Osgood's murder It remains unsolved So 20th December 1975 An unidentified woman Jumped from the 12th floor window Onto the second floor roof of the Cecil Hotel. 1st of September 1992 an unidentified male was found in an alley behind the Cecil. Police believe he jumped or was pushed from a 15th floor window. shows you how high the Cecil is. It it, it is massive. I mean, it's huge. 19th of February 2019 was obviously the case of Elisa Lam. 13th of June 2015 an unidentified male was found outside the hotel. Police believe he may have jumped from the hotel but the L.A. Coroner has refused to give that as a cause of death, and they're saying it's still undetermined. So there are 16 deaths, mainly from jumping out the window. So it's 10 jumpers, if you include the baby. Yeah. Three poisonings and three violent deaths or murders. Right, so in the amount of time that the Cecil's been open, so say it, it's like it opened in 1920s, so it's been open nearly 100 years. Mm-hmm. Three violent murders that's to be expected, especially the area that it's in. Yes, yeah, I, I wouldn't see that as strange. No. Three poisonings poisons are rare occurrences. They've calmed, they calmed down after uh, like the 60s,
1: don't they? Because they were more common 100 years ago that's than they, they are now. To
0: get hold of things that can yeah, Of course. Um, but the 10 jumps, that's, that's what I find intriguing. Mm. Because if you want to sit there and go, jumping off a building is not normal no obviously it's not normal but for at least 10 suicides and we say suicides in inverted commas 10 suicides were from jumping out of the window of the Cecil hotel I just find that weird if you look at Elisa Lamb as well she was found on the rooftop so where people talk about the curse of the Cecil I actually think the curse of the Cecil is someone pushing you out the window there's something with a hotel there you reckon I, do you think it's the curse or do you think we
1: are just passing because it's nice? I don't know. I'm I'm so torn because I'm not a superstitious person. You know, like if people go to Auschwitz or somewhere yeah. like that, they I don't know if we manifesting these emotions when we go to these places. But I do think that bricks can hold things sometimes. Energy. If something's bad enough, it can just be held there. Yeah. And there's just something about that place. But then it's in a really shit area Yep. where there is probably a bit of a spike in the old mental health Yep. around it, and about. It is known now. It's a notorious meeting point
0: now for um, drug dealers, prostitutes, uh, people having illicit affairs. It, it's known for that. That's mm. what it's famous for right now. I can see why people think it's cursed i can because if you look at the way people have died in it i can understand why people say oh it's cursed because everyone jumps out the window yeah i can i can see how you've got to that i am not a spiritual person by any way means or form i do not believe that there are ghosts and ghoulies uh, or demons or whatever i think we create these things in ourselves so if 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 I if people go to places and they have no understanding or concept of the history I don't think they're as affected as those who do so if I say for example the um the underground streets in Edinburgh famous Mm -hmm. for being super super haunted you can hear carriages walking down there you can hear armies walking down there you can hear people whatever personally I think it's just because it's underneath the actual streets of Edinburgh you can hear all that shit going on above you. but if you went into there you're brought up knowing that places like that are creepy and scary. Yeah. So you manifest that yourself. That's how I feel, you know, that we bring these thoughts and feelings with us because that's what we're taught to think is going on in these places. We'll put down, like, you know, you hear a banging in the walls. Oh, it's not the pipes like contracting and whatever, it's ghosties. So. It's one of those. But then I did have a mother who who used to go to places and say, I've got a horrible feeling of death in this place. And then you look up the history and there was horrible stuff happened there. So
1: it's not like... I think there's something... I had an experience years ago. I was 19 years old and a friend of mine was um, a landlord of a pub. And as you do, you go around there and you throw a mattress on the floor and you dust there for the night. Like you do, right? And... um, I stayed there and I I went to bed at maybe like two in the morning, something like that. And then there were these footsteps I could hear through the wall all night. And it sounded like footsteps uh, walking on a metal floor, like it was a fire escape, you know, like that ticky ticky sound. And I could hear it all night pacing up and down, up and down. And it was so loud. I was like, for fuck's sake, will you just stop walking? Because it would stop. And I think, oh, it stopped. And then it would start again. And I'd be like will you please stop it and it it wasn't pipes I was banging on the wall and I was just like shut the fuck up because I thought there were kids playing outside on the fire escape and in the morning um, my friend said how did you sleep and I said I didn't sleep at all and she said why not and I said there was this walk-in all night I said someone was pissing about outside and um she went "No, let, let me show you and she took me outside and there was nothing my the wall it went on to nothing there was nothing there at all, and I couldn't explain it and I know it was footsteps and so sometimes it's like I don't I'll say oh I don't believe in ghosts and then I think about that and I think you fucking liar because that was something I know it was something I don't know what it was though
0: it's it's one of those weird things though I mean I had a an experience that uh, my best friend actually was witness to. Uh, but I still don't believe it goes. Um, I was in my house now. I grew up in a a, a family of six. I was the youngest of four kids. Uh, we grew up in a three-bedroom council house in London. Mm. So there was always noise. There was always people there. And mm. I think we are about 15. Me and my best friend were sitting in the front room watching TV. And then you could hear my name being called upstairs. And my mate turned around and goes, who the hell was that shouting at you? I don't know. I don't fucking know. And then she goes, they're calling your name again. I goes, yeah, I know, but there's no one in the house. And she's like, fuck off, there's no one in the house. There's no one in the house but us, but someone's upstairs yelling my name. Weird experience. Shared experience,
1: but it's still like, meh, ifs? But that, it's something, <laughs> isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like, we did, because I'm very scientific and I'm really logical, but I can't explain that. And at the time, I did my thorough investigation of being 19 years old, I'm like, there is no fire escape there, There is no there'd be no pipes in that wall, because it went nowhere, there was nothing, I mean, I do not even think the building had central heating, you know what I mean, it was just shit and I just thought, I can't explain it and when I look back now, if I drive past it which isn't very often, I always look, and I think that was the room I was in, there was nothing there, there was nothing there, I mean, it's been in a book I found out since it's been in a book, in one of the most haunted pubs in Worcester um, but I can't explain
0: it. I I think it's one of those things, especially when you're a teenager, that you tend to have more experiences like this than when you get older. Did you say that? Yeah, I've got... Because you're more in tune to it. um, And as you get older, you you tune out of it. It's Mm. like where younger people can hear that um, pitch more than older people. Yes. And that's been used to kind of explain away the phenomenon somewhat as well. Yeah. That the pitch can it's auditory hallucinations isn't it you Mm. can hear things that other people can't hear and you can argue the point that is it is it really auditory hallucinations or is it real and just older people have tuned out of it completely it's one of those but i know i I have a lot of friends who've had experiences when they were in their teens of what you would call ghostly uh behavior or what you'd call a ghostly experience. I mean, I remember when I was younger, because my mum was a bit of a hippie, I have to say. As much as she refused to admit it, she was a hippie. Mm. And um, she believed in all the spirituality side of stuff and and, and believed there was stuff other than what we are. We went to a place near where we were brought up. um, That was an old workhouse, an old Victorian workhouse. And we were all quite young. And my middle brother went into uh, what was a prison cell. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of their tricks was to lock the kids in there and go, oh, you're naughty, we'll leave you alone. Now, when he went in there, he just started bawling. I think it was about nine at the time. He just started bawling his eyes out and um, freaking out big time. My mum had to take him out of the building. And she was like, what's wrong, what's wrong? That woman in there, she's evil, she's horrible. Now, where this was, there were a lot of dummies, headless dummies in old Victorian clothes and whatever. Mm -hmm. The curator of the museum came out and said, like, is he all right? And my mum goes, oh, no, he got freaked out by the dummies. He goes, describe what you saw. I said this to my brother and he described this woman who was in black, what would have been Victorian clothes, black dress, big bag of keys on her, on her hip, stern face hair up and everything described her vividly now there was nothing in this museum at the time that was actually made up to look like this and he described this this, this woman and the black goes oh yeah that's uh that's our ghost and mm-hmm. my mom's like what yeah that's our ghost See, some kids especially young boys because he was nine at the time Mm. which would have been the the age that a lot of young kids were made to work long, horrific hours in a Victorian workhouse. Yeah, mm. she, she she appears to a lot of young boys. She's horrible. Yeah, take him home. So the idea of this haunted and cursed hotel, after all of the rambling and the chat,
1: do you still believe it's cursed? I'm, I'm 50-50. Purely because, logic, it's in a shithole area. Yep. It's in an area where mental health isn't its best perhaps mm-hmm. there's a lot of prostitutes sex workers which is a high-risk profession yeah um a lot of drug dealing in the area again high-risk profession um a lot of the guests that probably stay there um are backpackers um people that couldn't afford anyone any better also oh, come yeah um people that um, are technically homeless They do very cheap weekly rates I yeah. read, it says on the side I think still You can, Yeah, you can actually yeah. live there It's not just you go there to stay People actually yeah. live there So they they have residents there um, So that, all my logic says Look, you know All of that is a melting pot For people not being happy And misery And mm. potential suicide, rapes, murders You name it, it's going to be there But then on the other side of that I just think a part of me likes to indulge You want to believe You are Mulder Yeah I, I want to be Mulder You are Mulder
0: So thank you for listening to episode 4 Of Who Drank the Kool-Aid As always like, subscribe, comment below We'd like to hear your views on what we've talked about today You can reach us At Who Cool aid Podcast at gmail.com Or you can tweet us at Whocool We will see you next week goodbye. I hope you get your greenhouse.
1: Thank you, and I hope you get your helmet.